From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. There is always more to the game, and boy, do we have our game faces on tonight. We are live on location this evening, live in the beautiful city of Cochrane, live at Cochrane Toyota for the Olympic launch of the 2018 Camry. Toyota, a big Olympic sponsor. And let me tell you, if you want to test drive the brand new Camry, this is the place to do it tonight. Hey, not only are we talking Olympics tonight on Sports Talk with Jock, we will be joined by our CFL insider, Glenn Suter, in about uh, 10 minutes' time. Sports Talk with Jock brought to you by Alpine Credits. Own your own home, need a loan? Homeowners get approved. Alpine Credits, home equity loan since 1969. You know, it's three of my favorite things tonight. Number one, I get to hang out with a bunch of Olympians, and we have great Olympians here tonight, like Cochrane's own Tristan Walker and his teammate Justin Smith. We also have Olympic bronze medalist Karen Paquin. She is a bronze medalist from Rio in Rugby Sevens. We have a couple of para, uh, pentathletes, I should say. Joshua Riker-Fox, uh, Melanie McCann are here as well. We're going to be talking to some of these Olympics throughout the evening here tonight. Uh, two of my other favorite things, I get to hang out at my favorite car dealership here in Cochrane, Cochrane Toyota. And number three... Who doesn't like ice cream? Who doesn't like McKay's ice cream? Uh, you can do a little sampling here tonight. They've got some great, great local refreshments. McKay's ice cream. Uh, Guy's Cafe is here as well. Half Hitch Brewery. You can uh, check that out tonight. But, Dave. Don't drink and drive because that's uh, very, very important. Uh, there's some Olympic theme prizing here tonight. If you want to drop by, uh, it's absolutely free. Just come on in and uh, say hello. Uh, you could have a chance to win an Olympic oval cowboy hat autographed by over 20 Olympians. Vancouver speed skating poster, plaque mounted, signed by Christine Nesbitt and her coach, Julie Wang. Christine, of course, won gold in the 1,000 meter at those Olympics in Vancouver. There's a limited edition Gordon Milled Whistler Pursuit framed print, which is beautiful. You also have a chance to win Stampeder tickets to see the Stamps take on Montreal Friday, October, uh, Friday, September the 29th, excuse me. Uh, that is at McMahon Stadium. You may remember McMahon Stadium, of course, hope it opened uh, the opening ceremonies back in 1988. Uh, they hosted the closing ceremonies as well. And here's the kicker couple of VIP passes to the ISU World Cup at the Olympic Oval in December. Your choice, either Saturday or Sunday, December the 2nd or December the 3rd. Those are graciously uh, donated by Intact Insurance. And, of course, that will include some reserve seating, food and beverages, and a chance to see some of the Olympians in action. The same Olympians you will see in Korea in just a few short months away. Of course, the 2018 Winter Olympics will be in South Korea in February of 2018. As I mentioned, we're live on location in Cochrane for Cochrane at Toyota and the Olympic launch of the 2018, Co uh, 2018 Camry. A real special guest to join us right out of the shoot here tonight. He is a Cochrane boy, born in Calgary, but spent most of his childhood right here in Cochrane. He is an Olympic athlete in the sport of luge. Luge doubles Tristan Walker is here. Hey, Tristan, how you doing? Hey, Jack, how's it going? Thanks for I having am, me. Have you checked out the new Camry yet? Yes. Yeah, Really, really nice, actually. <laughs> I was surprised. Uh, tell me your story. You were born in Calgary, uh, but you spent most of your time here in Cochrane. Yeah, I, uh, I, I grew up in Cochrane. I went to Elizabeth Barrett Manichaven here. I played soccer, and I was definitely very part of the Rocket View system growing up, for sure. So how did you get into the sport of luge? I always really liked going fast. My, uh, my parents... Uh, they found this camp at COP. It was a Discover Luge camp, and they thought they were just 
getting rid of me for an afternoon. They didn't. Uh, it was. It was never. never by no means ever a. a at the beginning, a career path choice right. for me. But uh, so I went to this Discover Luge camp, and it turns out uh, I did well enough to warrant a request to come back to a recruitment camp for the Canadian novice team. And from my first run down the track, I absolutely fell in love with it. You were I, I was, I, I skied and I rode my bike down the steepest hill I could possibly find fastest. Nothing was ever really fast enough for me until I found luge. And so from there, I made the. I went to the recruitment camp, made the Canadian novice team, and kind of just worked my way through the sets. I spent two years on the development team, two years on the after after two years on the novice team, and then three years on the Junior World Cup circuit, which brought me to 2009, where Justin and I won a bronze medal at the Junior World Championships. So Fantastic. the head coach of the Canadian senior national team wanted. Uh, he said, "Okay, let's see what these kids got." They brought us up and to race the Canadian Championships that year. And we ended up placing second Canadian Championships that year. Um, and that was season before the 2010 Olympics. Wow. And we were, so we were asked to, asked to come up and race and train with the Canadian national team over the summer. So we were, we were 17 at the time. So three, almost three years left of competing in the Junior World Cup circuit. And we never went back to the Junior World you Cup You were already circuit. doing senior. Yeah. We, we got brought up to the senior team and they, it was all, all, all ahead from there. <laughs> okay, so why doubles though? You know, because, you know, we know about Sam Edney, we know about Alex Goth. Uh, doubles are a little bit different. How, how did you get into the, the doubles luge? Again, kind of, kind of a coincidence. We, uh, we were, both, both Justin and I, 2007, we were sliding on the Junior World Cup circuit together as single sliders sliding against each other. And, the doubles team that was on the Junior World Cup team for Canada at the time, they had a bit of a falling out and they stopped sliding together. And we found uh, the Canadian Junior National team with this void. We didn't have a doubles team. And the way the funding structure is a lot, if you, you get a lot more support if you're sending a full team. So it was kind of like, you and you, Tristan, Justin, you're about the right size. So um, it just it just so happened that I was tall enough. Justin was Justin was the right uh, right height underneath me, and we got put together on what we called the Franken sled. It had bridges from Germany and a Canadian-made pod and Kufens from Austria, and it was kind of slapped together haphazardly. And we had 15 runs of training on doubles. In, this was halfway through the season. We had a bit of a break between our World Cup circuit in in Calgary. We had 15 runs in Calgary, and it just so happened that the first World Cup of the second half of the season was down in Salt Lake City. So we had a big cube van where we just threw all of our equipment in the van. We had an extra space to bring down the double sliders. So yeah, throw it in. It was almost an afterthought. See, see how we do. So with our 15 runs of training in Calgary, and then three, uh, six, six runs, I think of training on the track down in Salt Lake City, we won a bronze medal racing up uh, age Fantastic. category. Fantastic. And that kind of, that sealed our fate as a doubles team, that's, for sure. That set the uh, set the tone for good things to come for the uh, team of uh, Walker and Smith. And, 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 and you know what's interesting? You get, you get all the way to Sochi, and so close to the podium, twice in fourth place. Yeah. As a team, and then in the team event, and and I have to I have to be honest with you, and you can probably t t tell better than me. Fourth place has to be the worst place to finish at the Olympics, right? It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but being an Olympian, being a Canadian Olympian, what does that mean to Tristan Walker? It's why we do it. 
every every four years, I guess every two years, because it's really, really prominent for the Summer Olympics as well, you see the way international sport at the Olympics uh, brings the country together. The way Canadians rally behind their athletes, it's really such such an amazing thing to be a part of and be a part of the thing that makes that really unites the country i think that's uh that's that's something that's really special to me i've always been very very proud to be canadian i have a maple leaf tattooed on my arm and it's uh i i wear it with pride that's nice so before i let you go the goals for korea because you don't want to be fourth in korea right no i do not want to be fourth in korea but uh <laughs> we've got we got a long season ahead are the the Olympics is the last race of our World Cup tour, so we have we got a lot of lot of lot of work to do ahead of us. We're kind of taking it one step at a time. The first, the focus is going to be on that first World Cup for now. Okay. Uh, any concerns about going into Korea as an athlete? I know you've talked to your teammates, and uh, we know what's going on in the north. Fortunately, you're not there. Nope, but we're not far, actually. <laughs> no, you're we're, 20 uh, miles away or something. The, the Canadian Olympic Committee and the RCMP, actually, they're, they're working, working together to make sure that all the Canadians that go are going to be safe, and I have absolute faith in all of the preparations being put to that, for sure. Tristan, uh, thanks so much for, uh, for dropping by. Uh, thanks so much for helping out uh, the folks here at uh, Cochrane Toyota as well. And uh, good luck this season. Good luck in Korea as well. Thank you very much for having me. All right, Tristan Walker, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. It's our night with the Olympians at uh, Cochrane at Toyota. We're going to talk to some more Olympians a little bit later on, including a bronze medalist from Rio. It is our night with the Olympians here at Cochrane at Toyota. It is the official launch of the 2018 Camry. I think we have the entire Olympic luge team with us here tonight. We talked to Tristan Walker earlier. Uh, his teammate Justin Smith is also in the house. A little bit later on, we're going to be talking to some pentathletes. Tell you a little bit about that sport with Joshua Riker-Fox and uh, Melanie McCann. But right now, it's a real pleasure to be joining us here at Cochrane Toyota. A bronze medalist from the Rio Olympics. A gold medalist from the Pan American Games in Toronto in the sport of rugby. Rugby sevens. We have Karen Paquin in the house. Karen, how are you? I'm pretty good. Excellent. You're smiling and you're having a great time, which is fantastic. Uh, when I when I introduce you as an Olympic bronze medalist, what does that mean to you? That, that's that's got to be kind of cool, eh? Oh, it brings back some good memories, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does. You know, and I became a rugby fan. And, and Rugby Sevens, I think your entire team, your, your women's team, sort of took this country over because all of a sudden we had all these new Rugby Sevens fans, didn't we? That's really how we felt. When we came back from the Olympics and when we felt like when we stepped out of the bubble of the competition itself, we realized that the whole country fell in love with our sport and that was really the best thing that could ever happen to us. Well, exactly right. And a gold medal at the Pan American Games too. That's that's very exciting. That was that was such a thrill actually to play in Toronto in front of our home crowd, uh, show the sport and really have fun on the field. That was great. Besides the bronze medal in Rio, what were your takeaways from those games? Because, you know, we did see a little bit of everything, you know, the good, the bad, you know, and, and everything in between. I would say if there's something I, I realized from those games is uh, you don't really have to listen to everything that's said on the, on TV and on the radio. Isn't that the truth? I really you mean enjoyed you didn't Rio. get Zika virus? You didn't get the virus? I didn't get Zika. I didn't wow. see one mosquito. I enjoyed Rio. It was beautiful. <laughs> People were nice. So really, I would say uh, don't believe everything. Isn't that, the, isn't that the truth? And being part of the Canadian team, I know how that's, that is so special for our athletes. Uh, let, let me get a little more of your story, though. How do you get involved in the sport of rugby? I'm curious. 
So for me, it started when I was a little bit younger. I was an athlete in all kinds of sport. I did a little bit of everything, mostly volleyball. And uh, it's my volleyball coach that told me that there was a team that was started in my school and I should get into it because he thought I would like hitting people. I guess it was right. I guess, you know, it's funny because when I when I interviewed Erica Weeb, who of course lives in Calgary full-time, trains in Calgary and won the uh, the Olympic gold medal in Rio, I, I said, what did your parents say when all of a sudden you said you wanted to be a, a wrestler? And, uh, you know, her parents, you know, they, they obviously had a good smile and a good chuckle. When you told your parents you wanted to be a rugby player, how did, how did they take that? I think they didn't know what it was. <laughs> Isn't that the so truth? she was, my mom was like, okay, no problem. We'll get you a pair of uh, spikes and a mouth guard and you can uh, go out and play with your friends. And uh, she had no idea what rugby was. <laughs> and at the end, I think we also fall in love with the community of rugby because it's such a close-knit community and it's right. spread out across the world. So wherever you go, uh, if it's a new country, a new city, you always get there and you, you can reach out to the club and you get new friends, new job, new place to stay and everything. Yeah. So. At the end, that's what keeps you in. Well, and, and I think that's that's so true. And, and obviously, you like contact. You you don't mind, you know, getting hit. I do not mind. <laughs> I prefer to hit. You prefer to hit? <laughs> it's better to hit, isn't it? It feels better. <laughs> uh, where, do, what do you, where, do, where do you keep the medal now? Do you? Uh, right now, it's at home. It's at home. You didn't bring it with you. Oh, that's so Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. I didn't bring it here. Okay. Because um, I just came here for a tryout for bobsled, so I didn't know how long it was going to stay. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't know it was going to be here. Okay, so you just dropped a little bomb for me. You're, you're trying out for bobsled now, so okay, you're you're going to make the conversion to a winter sport. Is that what's happening here? Well, I'm I I see it differently. I see it as a tryout, and I uh, I enjoy the experience. I try to uh, work to be at my best and um, take something out of it. If if anything, if I don't make the team, I'm not too worried about that because mm -hmm. obviously there's a ton of great athletes uh, that are already in the sport, that are already at the top of their shape, uh, and I'm just coming in and, and give it, giving it my best shot, and uh, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then that's okay. Well, you know, it's interesting because the crossover works, I think, for your sport. We see Jesse Lumsden, we see a bunch of uh, former professional football players make the crossover to bobsleigh, and you being a rugby player, it, it's almost like a natural fit because obviously, you know, you have the strength and you have the speed. Yeah, I think that's something that crosses over very well. Uh, we have to uh, be strong, we have to uh, run fast, and that's what we do. Uh, however, I would say that bobsled is uh, very different uh, in terms of, um, of speed capacity and uh, of precision of movement. That's not something that we're used to. Um, so a lot of learning for, for me there. Karen Paquin, a special guest here on uh, Sports Talk with Jock. Uh, of course, an Olympic bronze medalist from Rio as uh, she won in rugby sevens with her team and now trying the sport of bobsleigh here in Calgary. Okay, what was it, what was it like first time you got on the bobsled and came down the track in Calgary? Have you done that yet? Yes, I have done that yet. <laughs> it was um, last uh, November. With uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to go with a bronze medalist, Lyndon Rush. Uh, so I was in for a smooth ride, apparently, but I felt like I got out of uh, a washing machine that went through the atmosphere. <laughs> a washing machine that went through the atmosphere. And Lyndon Rush is a pretty good driver, so at least it went smooth from that standpoint, I hope. That's what they told me. <laughs> so how did they recruit you? 
Um, it was uh, Kaylee Humphreys was, uh, I, I think, trying to uh, find out new recruits who would get into the sport and uh, hopefully do well. It was after the Olympics in Rio. And for me, I, uh, I told her, well, I have a good, a big year ahead of me because I was going to the 15s uh, Rugby World Cup last mm -hmm. summer. Um, which was my, my most important thing at that time. And I was like, if you're ready to uh, wait for me to come back from World Cup, I will step in Calgary and I'll train from there and we'll see what, what can bring, what I can bring. Okay, very interesting. So you just came back from the World Cup, I understand. I sure did. <laughs> and how'd you do? Uh, we finished fifth, okay. uh, which was not the result we wanted. We obviously wanted to, uh, to win or at least get a medal. Um, but in the end, we, uh, we couldn't get out of pool stages. The way that the World Cup is set is, uh, is very hard to get out of pool stages. We lost only one game on the, four game that we, on the five game that we played, and it was to the world champion. So wow. uh, I think we can still have proud. So you're not retiring from rugby, per se. You're absolutely just, not. Absolutely not. Uh, do you want to, uh, you know, and hey, who knows, could you, could you make the Canadian Olympic team this year for, for career, or is that too much to ask? So I'm going to focus for on bobsled for uh, the time being, okay. and um, once that is done, I will most likely return to rugby um, and try to make my spot again on the team. Okay, and uh, so when does your season in rugby uh, start again? Well, the season in rugby doesn't wait for me. <laughs> Unfortunately, Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so the rugby season, uh, the sevens rugby season starts in December. The 15s rugby season starts in November. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to make part of that, uh, any of those commitments, um, given the bobsled for now. Um, but the girls are going to be there and they're going to work they're hard. They're going to work hard. Okay. Do you prefer one to the other, 15s or the sevens? It's a question that I get asked a lot and uh, I've come to terms with it. Um, I like both for different reasons. I say that my body likes sevens and my heart goes to 15s. Is that right, eh? Yeah. I, I like just the quickness of the games in sevens. I, I think that's fantastic. That's what really attracted me watching you ladies in, in Rio. It was just fun to watch. And that's kind of fun because for you it looks fast and for me the quickness of 15s because the defense is so much closer and so much more aggressive. I find that at sevens, I have so much time. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? I have time to run. Well, I, I tell you what, Karen, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, good luck with your future, you know, rugby plans, and obviously with your bobsleigh plans as well. I learned so much on the show tonight, and enjoy yourself here at Cochrane Toyota. Thank you very much, All and right. uh, hopefully you guys come and meet us at Cochrane Toyota. Yes, exactly. Thank you very much, Karen Paquin. She is an Olympic bronze medalist from Rio in the sport of rugby, rugby sevens. Our night with the Olympians continues here on News talk 770 when we come back we're going to be joined by a couple of more olympians uh, joshua riker fox melanie mccann uh, pentathletes do you know what that is all about we're going to teach you a little bit about it when we continue on sports talk with jock and welcome back to sports talk with jock live on location tonight live in cochran it's our night with the olympians at cochran toyota the launch of the brand new 2018 camry toyota of course a big olympic sponsor so that's why we're spending some time with the olympians here tonight and boy have we yeah like i said we've got almost the entire uh, canadian national luge team here with us tonight uh, we just talked to an olympic bronze medalist from Rio, that was Karen Paquin in uh, in Rugby Sevens, and we've got some Olympic themes prizing happening here tonight. Still time, if you want to drop by Cochrane Toyota, you can win some great Olympic uh, prizes tonight, including Stampeder tickets. I know what you're thinking, Stampeder tickets, those aren't Olympic prizes, but no, don't remember, or don't forget, uh, in the 1988 Winter Olympics here in Calgary, the opening and closing ceremonies were held at McMahon Stadium, so you can go to an Olympic venue uh, right here in Calgary. Uh, well, I, I, I teased a little bit, I'm going to teach you a little bit about uh, 
modern pentathlon. And modern pentathlon is a very interesting sport. We have a couple of Olympians with us here tonight. Uh, Joshua Riker-Fox, uh, he was an Olympian in Beijing. And Melanie McCann, who was an Olympian in Rio and in London. And they're both pentathletes. Is that how I say it? P pentathletes, is that right? Yeah, I think you nailed it. I nailed it? Okay, thank you, Joshua. That's, uh, that's great. Okay, Melanie, ex give me a quick overview. What, what is modern pentathlon? So modern pentathlon is five sports, and it all happens in one day. And it's kind of the ultimate test of the ultimate Olympian. Um, it covers all aspects of physical and emotional, tactical, power, strength, speed. And so the five sports are swimming, running, shooting, fencing, and equestrian show jumping event. Wow, that is a very, very interesting dynamics, all sorts of different sports. So how do you train to become a modern pentathlete? All the time. You never stop. <laughs> well, well, you do because if you're doing equestrian and then you got to go to the pool and then you got to go to the gym for, you know, for, uh, for fencing, it's like... Yeah, you, you train a lot and you, you do a lot of different costume changes and usually that <laughs> happens in the back of your car. So, so, Joshua, take me through a day at the Olympics. So you have to do this all in one day. How does, the, how does the day go out for the modern pentathlete? How does the sport order work? So the way it starts is your first event is fencing. You'll fence every athlete there to one touch. Um, you should mention the sport came out of the military, so that's the, the common theme. Okay. You fence every athlete to one touch because if you were in a war, if you are fighting, there'd be one touch, right? One, one and you, you either won or you didn't. Uh, so, uh, and then you have the swim. They're all separate events except for the running and shooting are together. So you have the swim, 200 free. Uh, then you, uh, in the ride, you'll have a random draw for your horse. So similar to the military, over 100 years ago, if you joined the cavalry, you wouldn't show up with your horse and say, hey, I'm, I'm here with my pony ready to go. You'd, you'd get a draw. So you'd say, you got horse number 135 and, and be ready because we might be going to war tomorrow. So random draw, just like the rodeo, you get your horse, you go out into, you have 20 minutes to warm up, do your show jumping course. So a little bit like what you'd see at Spruce Meadows. The Grand Prix classes at Spruce Meadows are a meter 60, and Pentathlon we jump a little bit lower to meter 20, but we just met the horse 20 minutes prior, so you know. And then the last event is a little bit like biathlon. Uh, it's a running and shooting event. Uh, you run into your station, you shoot a gun at 10 meters. It's a laser, so it just emits a little red dot onto the target. Got to hit the target five times. Uh, top times in the world right now are usually about seven seconds, so it's very, very fast. If you get stuck in the shooting station for too long, you'll feel everyone running past you. Once you get your five shots out, you'll do a big lap, 800 meters, and you do that four times. Uh, what's really exciting about the event is the last, uh, the last event, the run shoot, is tied around your points. So if you're the first place guy after the first events, you go out first. If you're second, you go out second. And whoever crosses the line first after the run shoot is ultimately the winner because they'll have made up the point difference. Wow. So going back to the training aspect, is there, is there a certain sport you would train more for, or do you have to train for all of them, Melanie? You have to train for all of them. Every every sport has like equal weight, and, and you want to make sure that um, you're a good, well-rounded athlete. The best pentathletes are good at all five and not just great at one. Um, so you're always working on your weaker events as well as making your strong events stronger. Sure, fair enough. So uh, let me ask you this both. Uh, first of all, Joshua, what are your stronger sports? What are your weaker sports when it comes to the sport? I, I was pretty even, but I came from riding, so I was lucky to spend uh, time around all the ponies when I was a kid, so comfortable there. Um, and uh, the run was good. Every, every event could be good on a good day, but I was, I was pretty even across all of them. How about yourself, man? 
Uh, fencing. Fencing's fencing? My, really? my favorite and my best event. Really? Yes. How did you get into fencing? Through modern pentathlon. Through, okay. Yep. So it wasn't. So you don't specialize after. You just you have to start training. I, I would think you'd have to start training for modern pentathlon at a very young age. Is that right? Every athlete's got a different story. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Some, a lot will come from swimming because that's a base sport that takes a lot of time for development and it, it'll help your other events. Okay. Um, but, but there's certainly different entry points into the sport and it's interesting because when people exit the sport when they retire, a lot of the time they'll, they'll pick one of the individual sports and continue on in fencing or, or in equestrian and, and there's certainly some great stories of athletes that have had success in the other sports uh, either before or after their careers. Wow. Uh, share some memories. We don't have a lot of time left, but share some memories. First of all, Melanie, of your two Olympic experiences, London and Rio. I guess in, in London, kind of what stuck with me is I felt pretty special swimming because we shared the, the swimming pool with the Olympic swimmers as well because we use multiple venues. And I recall I had my best swim time ever there, and I attribute it to the fact that Michael Phelps warmed the lame up for me uh, the week before. <laughs> he's <laughs> then, an okay Olympian. Yeah, he's pretty good. And um, in, in Rio, I, I don't know, I just, I really enjoyed that Olympics so much of, just as, as a second game. I enjoyed everything. How about Beijing? You know, on my side, I, I, the uh, Winter Olympics in Calgary happened when I was five years old, so I had that seed planted uh, deeply inside me when I was very young. I was lucky to have met uh, Olympians and went to the 92 games, so pentathlon, uh, in, in pentathlon. So I loved the sport since I was a kid. Uh, qualifying for Beijing and the experience there was, was very special because the last male athlete to make it to the games was in 1992. And uh, those two guys that inspired me to, uh, to get there someday were the previous ones to make it. So I ultimately just arriving in Beijing and being like, I did this. This was a surreal dream. It was deep and a sport that has low profile in Canada to be able to put it together with great support from coaches, sponsors, family, to actually put it together and be the Canadian guy that did it uh, was very, very special. I think it's such a neat story. And Melanie, I'll ask you this question because you say different venues and it's a, it's a one day event. So how long is your day? Like, you know, you start and then you got to go travel to different venues and everything from that standpoint. So is this like a 12-hour adventure, a 14-hour adventure? How does it uh, take part? We try to compress it from kind of like your 9 to 5, but uh, <laughs> the, the events can really vary depending on the location yeah, of, our, of our venues. But the vision for modern pentathlon um, in Rio and, and in the future is to have uh, five sports happen in five hours from one seat and I think our international body is really working to make that happen uh, in 2020 in the future. Isn't that amazing? Uh, well this has been a lot of fun here at uh, Cochrane Toyota and actually before I let you go Joshua I gotta ask you this question because Alex Baum is the uh, is the dealer principal and there's a little bit of a connection between yourself and Alex Baum. Yeah, Alex and, well, the Baums are just an amazing family. So uh, in high school, I, I made a, a short uh, foray out to Cochrane and lived with the Baums for, it was a bit of a, a sporting uh, reconnaissance mission, I suppose, but uh, deeply indebted to them. Great people. And, and, and yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. So it's, it's great to be here tonight. So you're like a, an honorary, uh, an honorary Cochrane. What would you call it, Cochrane? I'm scared to try. I don't think I can try either. You, you've lived in Cochrane. Let's put it that yeah. way. Okay. Cochrane, Absolutely. That's one for Twitter, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> can I throw in a shameless plug? Yeah, sure. We always get asked, how do I get in Pentathlon? We got a good answer for you that we didn't have okay. when we were kids. We've got a club in Calgary, Aries Pentathlon. We train at a Repsol Sports Center. Sure. So for those of you that are wondering, how do I get into this sport? Check out Aries Pentathlon online. We've, we've got a spot for you, young hey. or old. Aries? Aries, A-R-E-S. A-R-E-S. Check it out. Uh, Joshua, Melanie, thank you so much for, for dropping by. Have you checked out the camera yet? We have. Mel's actually sat in it, and I, I'm going to hop in next. Oh, you got to take it for a test drive. Good Pretty stuff. Pretty sweet. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you very much. Night with the Olympians here at Cochrane Toyota. Still some time to come by and uh, check out some of the great local refreshments. McKay's Ice Cream. Who doesn't like ice cream? Uh, their Half Hitch Brewery is here as well. There's some food as well. Uh, they're going to be going until 9 o'clock tonight. And don't forget, we've got some Olympic-themed prizing happening as well. And check out the Camry, the 2018 Camry. Uh, for Cochrane Toyota, I'm Jock Wilson. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow night with Sports Talk with Jock.